Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome to another new episode of It's a Groom's Life. Today with me I have Bex Haywood who's going to tell us all about her brand which I'm really really excited about. So hi Bex, how are you doing? Hi, yeah, not bad. Surviving the uh, lovely winter weather we're having at the moment. I oh, know. <laughs> it has turned, hasn't it? It's really, really turned in the last week or so. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of in a Charles Dickens book or something, wandering around <laughs> with all this mist everywhere. And yeah, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, great fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Bex, would you mind just um, telling us more about yourself and your brand and what it is and what's the name and everything? Okay. Yeah, so I'm Bex Hayward. I am 41 and I run the Wide Boot Company. So uh, I specialise in riding boots and I do a small amount of clothing as well. Uh, And it's all designed for people that can't get riding boots elsewhere, um, mainly because they've got a like more muscular calf um, or they're curvier. And uh, the same with the jackets and things, people that have got, you know, a bigger bust or hips and they just don't fit into what the industry sees as standard sizing. I cater for those people. So, yes, I started the business up in 2019. And um, how, with your boots and stuff, it, do you have, like, are they made to measure or do you hold stock? How does it work? Yeah, so they are off the shelf. So I don't do made to measure. Um, but I think I probably have got the widest variety of off the shelf fittings for people that don't, you know, that need a wider calf boot out of any brand. I haven't seen any other brands that have cater for so many different heights and widths in a larger calf width. Um, so my main, my most popular boot, I have that in, I think it's five or six different fittings now. So it caters from people that are very, very tall and maybe like six foot plus and need a much longer calf length, but also have sort of, you know, proportionally a larger calf as well um and I also ca- cater for people that are maybe like four foot ten um and a lot shorter and they have a you know sort of wider calf but need a much shorter boot shaft so I cater for all those different ranges of um you know non-standard sizing basically and um what what kind of boots do you do do you do like yard boots or fashion boots or do you do a mixture Yeah, so it's a bit of a mixture. Uh, Mainly, I focus on the leather riding boots, so things that are suitable for competition. So uh, the Atia Field boot is my most popular boot, and that is the one I launched the business with and won the Beta um, Design Product Innovation Award for in 2020. Wow. Uh, And then I also have a country boot, uh, which is... Um, I discontinued it briefly because there were some issues over the fitting. So I've restyled it and we're just relaunching with that in December because um, I've had a lot of people 
keep messaging me saying when are the country boots coming back so so they're on their way um and then i also do uh, the suede spanish boots with tassels on the side um so I, i've had boots like that since i went in i went to argentina when i was um in my 20s and I, I had sort of leather tasseled boots back then and loved them so um, yeah it was really nice to be able to bring something similar but in a car fitting that would suit my customers so that I would say is my more fashion boot for people that want something nice to wear out for an evening or going to the races or something yeah oh excellent and so how did it all start like have you always been into like in the fashion business or have is it just something that you just thought you were struggling with and you wanted to create it for yourself or how did it all come about yeah so uh, I always used to buy a particular brand of boots for myself and um, every sort of year or two when they wore out you know every Christmas or birthday that was coming up my parents would buy me another pair for my birthday and they'd last me a couple of years and um, and then it uh, they discontinued making them so I couldn't buy those anymore um, and then I looked for other options and I just couldn't find anything that was within my budget and also that I liked the look of you know it's it's a bit easier to find yard boots in a wider fitting mm. but competition boots it is super difficult if you've got a slimmer ankle and a wider calf it's just so difficult and I've got a very I would say cyclist's leg I used to do a lot of um, triathlon, so, you know, I had very big, chunky calves, but um, a slender ankle. A lot of the what people that sell their boots as plus size, which I really hate that terminology, yeah. um, but those sort of boots generally have a very wide ankle as well. And it just, yeah. you know, when you're trying to ride a dressage test and your ankle is swimming around in the bottom of the boot, uh. I just didn't like that feeling um and I just thought you know there must be a way to do this better so I've got a background in graphic design so I was running my graphic design company for about 10 years and so I've got uh, you know photoshop and all the all the software to be able to design things and I just was like right I'm going to play around put some measurements together um, do some photoshopped designs of boots that I think I would like to wear and uh, I then did some surveys on some riding pages for people that were saying they couldn't find things elsewhere I was like please measure yourself on my survey I really want to try and help people like us have boots so that's how it started really that's how I got my initial very first size chart of my just regular fit boots um, and it's just grown from there really. And so how did you decide which boots you wanted to do? Did you sort of almost have those, the memory of the, the boots that you loved and had like every year and just thought, right, I kind of almost want to recreate that um, myself? Or, or did you think, no, I want to do it differently? How did you, how did your sort of design process go? Yeah, so I knew I wanted to do a field boot because I just think that's a great all-around boot you can wear it for school you can wear it for competition obviously some people hunt in them you know so it's such a good all-round style that will work for dressage jumping anything mm -hmm. so that was definitely my starting point um and uh yeah you know obviously I had in my mind I liked my ones before but there were some bits that I wanted to improve uh, and the elasticated panel on the back, which gives a lot more flexibility of fit 
um, you know, the, that that adds sort of th- uh, about four or five centimetres of stretch to the boot, mm. which is quite a lot. So, mm. you know, ha- having that additional panel and also styled neatly so it's at the back of the boot and it's not very visible when you're on the horse yeah. and it actually is quite slimming because of the shape of it. So it actually elongates your leg. So, you know, I just tried to design it in a way that is flattering and also design a boot that you didn't ride into a dressage arena and everybody looks at you and goes oh you know that's obviously a plus size boot because it's got you know big corrugated panels that um you know concertina panels that expand Mm. and things like that which I don't you know some people really like that but for me that wasn't the style I wanted I wanted a boot that looks like an Ariat or a Treadstep or you know any of these other larger brands I want you know we all want to fit in with what everyone else is wearing really don't we and not stand out (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly so, yeah yeah exactly and so are they um like made in the UK like do you have like a, a workshop or anything in the UK or like do you sort of have them made elsewhere so they are made abroad um I have them made in India I did look to try and get them made in the UK because I would have loved to have been able to keep the production here Uh, but I did speak to the British Footwear uh, Association and they drew a complete blank on anybody that could make them for me um not even price you know not even to do with the price it was to do with the small quantities that I needed and obviously being a niche market most companies are going to want you to order like a thousand of something yeah obviously as a startup business I just didn't have the capital to do that the storage to do that and I didn't want to order hundreds and hundreds of pairs of boots and then find out maybe the design needed tweaking or Mm. you know the zips needed changing you know there's a lot of things when you launch a new product like that that you just want to test out a bit first so um, yeah I found my supplier in India and I was also recommended by somebody who works in the um, equine industry. They they work in a clothing, a very big clothing brand for equestrian stuff. Um, And they recommended I have some samples made in China as well. But Mm. I was super disappointed with the samples that came from Mm. China. They were really so far off brief. It was ridiculous. Um, But my supplier that I have in India did a fantastic job and... When they arrived, I was actually at a horse camp with some of my best friends. So a friend of mine picked them up for me and brought them up to camp for me because I was so excited to see them. And um, I thought it was a great idea to get some feedback from everybody while I was there. And everyone was like, oh, my God, they're so nice. You know, they're really, really good quality and you must be so pleased with them. They look amazing and, you know, they fitted nicely. So, yeah, you know, and and my my, um, supplier has just been brilliant. He's so accommodating of my annoying requests of small batches (laughs) of this or new samples or can we tweak this can we tweak that so I've got a really great relationship with him and um, the workshop you know do a great job of manufacturing them for me yeah Uh, and they also pay ethical wages and you know they're an ethical company to work with as well so you Which know, is that's really important. important to me as well. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. that it's really, really important, isn't it? Because um, it's quite when it's not done in the UK, it's really hard to sort of trace that type of um, accountability, isn't it? But when you know that you've got a, yeah. a company that has that high value, then you you know you're at the right place, don't you? 
Yeah, I mean, I actually offered the first Christmas. Um, I did say I'd like to pay a bit extra for your workers to have, you know, like a bonus yeah. <laughs> for, for being, you know, doing good work. Um, and he actually said, no, they get really good wages and we don't need that. But thank you for the offer. But, you know, I would say that I think that says a lot, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Kate, and what colours do the boots come in? Yeah, so black is obviously the most popular uh, some of them do come in a brown, so I do a two-tone brown field boot, which has got like a sort of mahogany brown top and a darker brown shaft, um, and, and then it's got some mahogany brown details on the toe and things. Um, so that's the Estrella boot, that's quite a popular one. Uh, I also do tan in some boots, generally it's more of a pre-order for those because it's not such a popular colour, so mm. I tend to just let my you know followers know when I'm planning to, to put an order in and if they want the tan ones I can add that in at the same time mm. uh, and then the suede boots come in chocolate brown uh, tan and grey currently so yeah there's quite a few different options available and then if someone wants to like place an order with you like generally how long does it take for like delivery to come because I obviously imagine you have to um like you say place an order with your um supply and things like that so how long does it generally take for the the boots to get delivered yeah so they're all with me generally so and any of the black and you know all the standard products um i have pretty much all of those in stock all the time unless they just one size has happened to sell out um so generally as people check their measurements through with me I advise them which type of boot to go for and then if they place that order that day it will get dispatched within the next day or two depending on my work schedule and then you know at the moment with the strikes it's obviously a bit all over the place with yeah. postage and courier also very under pressure with Royal Mail being off so much yeah um so yeah at the moment everything's not great with um any businesses sending parcels out I think but generally normally it would take about four days at max for your boots to get to you from placing the order um and for my American customers it's usually about a week or so oh so, excellent yeah excellent. and if there's something that's not in stock then I would say usually three months or so if it's something that you know is a pre-order and you have to wait for it generally about three months okay and um so what's the future for the brand like ideally have you got ideas of like where you know would you like to add more products to the to the line or are you just going to be quite happily sort of floating along for the minute like what's your plans yeah so um well there's always so many different plans I get asked a lot for larger foot sizes so that is something that I would like to investigate more but it's it's very difficult because the soles that we use are pre-made and they yeah. only come up to certain sizes so for us to go for a larger shoe size it either means we've got to make our own mold or we've got to find another sole that would work with the boot that comes in like men's sizes for example yeah so um we haven't found one that I I literally was just thinking about this this morning, actually. Um, I'm actually thinking I might go into doing some more regular fit size boots because I have seen so many posts on social media in the past few, well, the past year or two, but particularly the last few um, months, people complaining that they're buying boots from big brands and the quality has gone downhill really badly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 
brands that they bought five years ago that would last them three or four years are now lasting them six months and then you know the stitching's coming undone or the zips are broken and um and I'm actually thinking you know maybe I need to look at just doing some regular size boots and narrow fit boots because I get asked a lot by people that are very slender Mm. that they struggle with finding boots narrow enough for them yeah so that is a possible idea I've been floating because I know my boots are really good quality and obviously being catering for sort of um wider calf fittings they are get they're under more strain let's say than Mm. possibly somebody that's very narrow in the leg so if I have my you know clients that need the wider fitting then there is absolutely no reason why I can't size them down to you know the regular market or the narrow market so yeah that is definitely something I um I'm going to look into a bit more I think Oh, how exciting. I like that. And um, so with this part of the podcast, I kind of have this as like an open space for you to talk about anything you want to. So if you want to talk about more about your brand that you feel like we may not have covered, or if there's a subject that you're really passionate about or anything at all, this is like your open space to talk about anything you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd really like to hear from anybody out there um, that possibly has looked at my products or maybe if you listen to this and then go and look at my website and see what I offer I am always really interested to hear feedback from people because you know my whole business is based on feedback and questionnaires and you know measurement questionnaires and things to get a product that suits those people that are missed out in the market yeah. generally yeah. Um, and it's a really nice feeling to be able to help those people you know I get I sell my boots all around the world and I get messages from people that are like my daughter's just so happy she's finally managed to have a pair of boots that fit her or you know and those are the things that make it worthwhile running a business because believe me I'm not in it for the money (laughs) you know it's been a long hard slog uh I, I launched in 2019 went to the beta trade fair in um, I think it was the January of 2020 won the award had lots of wholesalers and people interested in taking my boots on and then COVID hit yeah um, my first big order was literally on the benches in the workshop and they had to lock everything up and leave it and go into lockdown in, in India um, everything obviously ground to a complete halt um, and it was just a nightmare start as a brand new business like mm. it couldn't have happened any worse mm. uh, and then obviously we've had the the war causing issues with freight costs I mean that's been a huge issue for me the freight costs have just rocketed since I did my initial pricing before beta mm. so that's um, caused me a lot of issues and I've tried to keep the pricing down because I the whole brand was based on being an affordable option for people. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I have tried to swallow a lot of the costs myself. Um, and then obviously now we've got this cost of living crisis here in the UK and sales for retail stuff are obviously down for everybody. So uh, it has been bloody difficult, I will put it that way. Um, <laughs> and I have at times questioned my sanity with continuing. But those messages from those people that, I've made so happy or what make me keep going with it and the vision that I have that this once we get over all these humps of 
world issues that keep stalling everything I know I've got a good product I know I've got a good business um, and when I've had this little patches where things have been running normally it's been great you know so I would really love to be able to give up my part-time job that I'm still having to do to be able to afford to live mm. um, and I would like to just focus on just doing the boots really yeah. at some point so that's where I'm at um yeah uh I mean other things I mean do we touch on the plus size rider issues it's a very contentious uh you know sort of subject should we say um I have had people ask me you know oh you know you shouldn't be supporting people that are heavier well you know I would say most of my customers that I you know have dealings with they're all riding horses that are appropriate for them you know I've got customers that are larger you know maybe a size 20 or 22 or something you know and they are heavier girls but they are riding a Breton cob or Mm. you know um, a Clydesdale or you know they're riding something that is appropriate for them and they're still going out and doing shows and things and why do they why should they not have an option of a boot to wear yeah you know they still need they still need competition wear um so you know it it is a bit of a difficult one and it's really why I hate the term plus size you know we are all different sizes I know people that have got body issues over the fact that they're so slim and they can't put weight on Mm. you know it's it is a difficult one to deal with um so yeah it, it is tricky but I think generally my customers, and you would be surprised how many of my customers are actually only a size 12, 14, which is lower than that UK average. Yeah. And they still need my boots because they're muscular like me. You know, I'm not actually that big, but I can't fit in any of the mainstream brands because I get halfway up my leg and then my calf muscles there and it's like, nope, it's not going over that. Yeah. So there's a so many people that are like me and a lot of my customers are cyclists or you know you know they play rugby or you know they're they're just a stockier build no amount of dieting is going to change your calf muscle size really you know it's one of the very difficult areas of your body to change in terms of size so you know I am I am catering for those people and well done for you for doing that and with the like that you were mentioning with the um small business um you know a lot of small businesses are going to struggle with lots of factors that you've mentioned you know with um getting through covid and now the war and um cost of living and everything it does seem to be like one hit after another but i do sort of believe that you know we do you know in in um history you know we do go through these like hill climbs and stuff like that but we do get through it the other side and I think it's just keep plowing through and then once you get over the hill it's you know it'll get a lot easier it's just at the minute it's just really 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 tough but I just sort of would encourage us to keep plowing through you've got customer base there that you know want you know are interested in and need your product so definitely like continue getting through and then um with like um what you were saying about the like the leg um um sizes and stuff like that like my mum and my sister they're not you know particularly big people at all but they both of them really struggle um because they both have very wide feet 
Um, so they struggle with like yeah. boots and things like that because they got wide feet, wide ankles and wide calves, but they're not particularly big people. They just have bigger legs, unfortunately, for them. And they really yeah. struggle, yeah. really, really struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so depressing, you know, when you don't fit into that industry standard and every tax shop you go to is just like, no, 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 nothing, nothing's going to fit. I mean, you know, part of the reason I started the business up when I did was I went to badminton horse trials the year before and I had money in my pocket to buy a pair of boots because like I said, the other ones I had had been discontinued. I wanted another pair of boots. And I went to every trade stand at badminton, I think, that sold boots and not one of them had anything that would fit me. And I was a size 16, you know, not not even over the national average and I couldn't find a single pair to fit me. Oh, it's so, so sad, isn't it? You know, and... Yeah, and, and I don't have the money for custom, you know. I, as a lot of people are like, oh, get made to measure. But, you know, for me... I, I live a very um, outside life with my horses, I would say, you know, I'm not at a posh yard with concrete flooring and uh, an indoor school and, you know, what I wear, I, it takes a beating because my yeah. horses live out 24-7 in a wet muddy field, I have no hard standing, you know, I'm not going to spend £500 on a pair of made-to-measure boots that are going to yeah. get completely trashed within a few months, yeah. so, you know, that's the sort of market I wanted to be able to offer things for, you know, the casual rider or the, you know, novice or the um, just everyday rider like me that maybe goes to a few competitions, but, you know, wants a, wants a boot that will do all of it, but yeah. without paying through the nose for it, really. Yeah, well done. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about it. I've, like, I've really enjoyed it. Um, how I sort of at end the podcast is with some quick fire questions. So generally, mm -hmm. are you a night in or a night out person? Um, oh, that's a difficult one. I do like a night out, it, but I'm not like a big party animal, but I do like a nice sort of pub evening. Yeah. You know, some, some decent beer and a bit of food. So, yeah, that would be a good night out for me with a few good friends. Um, tea or coffee? Tea. Um, wellies or heels? Oh, 100% wellies. I can't wear heels. Feet are completely ruined from doing yeah. a triathlon. So, yeah. No, definitely wellies. Um, <laughs> sweet or savoury? Oh, savoury, definitely. Um, book or film? Hmm. Yeah, do you like a good book? Are there any books that you would recommend or any books that you've read recently that you liked? Um, actually, I'm friends with a lady called Lucy Clark, who's an author, and she does amazing crime, sort of, um, they're about family stories and crime things generally, uh, and mysteries. So yeah, check out Lucy Clark's book, because her books are amazing. And they've been on the Richard and Judy um, reading list. And she's won, you know, lots of prizes for them. And they are a real good, easy read, I would say that you can just whip through in a couple of days. Oh, lovely. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, where can people come and find you? Like your social medias, your websites, everything else. Yep. So it's pretty easy. It's the Wide Boot Company 
on Facebook and thewidebootcompany.com is my website. And I think Instagram is thewidebootco. Um, and I actually also have a vlog that I run on YouTube, which is a bit more of a personal vlog. And it covers my journey of trying to get my imported um, PRE, which is an Andalusian, um, which some people don't know the terminology. Um, <laughs> I imported him over lockdown on scene and I am aiming to get to Grand Prix level with him when we recently did our first medium dressage test. So, um, yes, I have a YouTube vlog, which is mainly around the horses and the Spanish showing and things like that. But it also shows my products as well, because I wear obviously my products for the vlogs. So that is um, Bex WBC. And that's also the same on TikTok. Bex, B-E-X, W-B-C. Lovely. So, oh. yeah, you can find me on there. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Bex. Like, I loved um, hearing about your brand. I love hearing the story and everything else. So thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about it. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And no problem at all. And as always, guys, if you love this episode, please tag us in. We'd love to know that you're listening. And I'll speak to you all on the next episode for listening to this episode i really hope you enjoyed it as i did making it if you um like to follow me on socials my um instagram is cobs equine services and the same on facebook cobs equine services um if you are listening to this on your um, apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast i really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um other people to highlight the um episodes to other people And I will speak to you all on the next episode.